Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I want to talk about sibling rivalry. Narcissists obviously want control. They want power. They want to feel served. So narcissistic parents will take advantage of the children that are in desperate need and their partner who are in need of their love, of their connection, of their intimacy, of their time, their effort, and their money, their resources to make them feel the need to earn them and to work for them. In doing this, they cause siblings to feel that others are not getting, or I should say they are not getting their due, their needs met, and therefore they must compete with others who are getting their needs seemingly met. So with narcissistic parents, they will create a golden child who gets all their needs met, so to speak, their, their special treatment, and then everyone else will be extremely jealous of this golden child. They will be hated on. And what this creates is a sort, sort of, first of all, power dynamics where the narcissist is able to feel in control. They're able to assign one person and everyone competes to be that one person who the narcissist has deemed lovable, special, and worthy of being treated well, and everyone else is not given their needs, is not treated well, not given the attention they deserve. This effectively pits everyone against each other because everyone is running after the lack of resources, the lack of love, the lack of connection. There, are, there is no love with narcissistic abusers, so there is no connection. There is no sense of, lo- there's no sense of really unconditional love, and therefore, everyone in the family is not seeing how this is taking place and has erroneously concluded that if they work hard enough or if they compete with the other family members and become good enough in the parents' eyes, they will finally get their needs met. And therefore, the, the fact that they have not gotten their needs met is because their, their ration, their portion has been stolen by a family member, creating an extreme chaotic experience where they are competing against each other for the parents' love. This serves for two, uh, two purposes for the narcissistic abuser. First of all, it serves as a narcissistic supply because when they're seeing everyone vying for their love, it's a rush. They feel very powerful and ultimately they're, they feel like they're in control. This, this is a certain rush, a certain high, a certain supply. Secondly, it keeps the attention away from the true cause. The true cause of, the, of, the, of this chaos is the fact that the narcissistic abuser is actually manufacturing this chaos, manufacturing this sibling rivalry, pitting, against, pitting each, other, each member against each other, uh, triangulating, creating chaos, creating anxiety, extreme unease. Because if, they, if they, things are calm, then ultimately the truth would come out. And the truth of the matter is that there's a narcissistic abuser who wants to uh, manipulate, hurt, and abuse, and ultimately steal resources from others, steal from the children, steal from the family to make themselves feel better about themselves. So one of the tragedies of sibling rivalry, which is very much not seen, but it's certainly a, a, a tragedy, is the later on in life, the, the family members who have been triangulated, who have been uh, pitted against each other, and the, the rivals will ultimately continue out into adulthood, creating extreme uh, feelings of, of resentment, hate, frustration, anger towards each other, uh, which is oftentimes not reconcilable. And this, unfortunately, uh, is the damage of the narcissistic parent. And if the children are not mature enough to see how the parent has set this up, if they don't, they don't become aware of narcissism and how their family of origin was actually created this way to serve the parent, then they will go out into the world thinking that 
there is just not enough resources. This is oftentimes where you see victims of narcissistic abuse competing for other, for jobs, competing for partners, competing for, uh, for with anybody. They just become fiercely competitive because they create this, this lack within, this feeling of worthlessness, this feeling of emptiness because of the lack of love that they did not receive from the parent and ultimately feeling that, that same dynamics where they're chasing this carrot on a stick to finally get mom or dad's affection translates into a lifelong chase of whatever it is that they do not have in order to finally feel loved and feel connected. So sibling rivalry is, is there's a natural healthy form of sibling rivalry. For example, children need to be able to quarrel, fight, argue, even wrestle to, to create a certain resistance and a certain life skill of being able to learn communication skills and settle conflict create conflict conflict resolution however this is pathological with narcissism it's not conflict it's not a conflict it's manufactured from outside so it's actually designed so you can't resolve a conflict that's designed which is why it's never ending it always is there um, and that's why it's the projection of the family members towards each other feeling like others got their due rations their portion of mom or dad's love never goes away and ultimately sustains itself throughout life. So narcissists need all family members to be playing this sibling rivalry game. It becomes an orchestra where they're the conductor and they're moving pieces along and having everyone dance to the perfect dysfunctional chaotic dance. And what's interesting is that it looks random, it looks like chaos, but it's certainly not. It's manufactured, it's designed. And this is the, really the mental illness behind the narcissistic abuse is that they quite literally feel good when they see this happening, which is, as a parent, this is absurd and absolutely uh, quite horrific to experience and to even think about somebody doing this. But it's important to understand that this is how it works. They, are, they want to make sure that everyone is controlled. So they will assign roles, they'll assign projections, they'll pit the strongest against the weak. They'll, they'll create different dynamics where, where people, and they'll get creative with it, they'll, uh, oftentimes roles. They'll make sure that everyone is playing their role because the role that they're playing is to completely maintain and, and make sure and assure that the dysfunction, the chaos continues and that they can continuously get their narcissistic supply. When somebody comes into the family unit and does not know these dynamics taking place, it can become very confusing and ultimately they may try to fix the issue. Families like this who go to therapy will oftentimes miss the cause. The therapist might have a wonderful idea of, of how to fix the problem, but without addressing the, the covert narcissism, this problem becomes an absolute impossibility because you're never ever seeing the cause. You're not seeing how this family system has been corrupted and is being controlled on the back end by the covert narcissistic parent. And what's, what's, what's bizarre here too is that sibling rivalry doesn't just include the siblings, the children, it includes the partners, it includes parents, grandparents, friends oftentimes. Everyone is brought into this chaos uh, and made sure that, that, that they're controlled. If you're in, if you're around, if you're connected to a narcissistic family, you better believe that there is a role you're playing. If you're not playing a role, you are gone, you are discarded. So you, even though you don't see the role you're playing, you are either a, perhaps you're a, a flying monkey or you're a somebody who's just there to validate their existence but, or as a friend. But ultimately, everyone is playing a role. Everything is controlled. So the rivalry is controlled when it's, when, when, when things are going well, it's because the narcissist is getting their supply. 
that's also designed. So it's, ne- it's never, it's, you can never work hard enough to get that love because ultimately speaking, like I mentioned, there is no love with covert narcissistic abusers. They lack this for themselves. They also lack empathy as well. So as I quickly mentioned, the, the, the roles of each, of each family member, you know, the golden child seems to have it best in narcissistic families. But in reality of the situation, the golden child does not have it the best. They actually might have it the worst because in many ways they're getting special treatment. They're often enmeshed with their parents, with the, with the, with the narcissist. Uh, and the special treatment they get is usually uh, fake and it's usually uh, on, on a certain contingency that they will serve and be the golden child. Narcissists maintain the, the control over their families by keeping the golden child in place and having everybody strive to become like the perfect golden child. The golden child is being tortured in another way because they have a ton of pressure to keep this role alive and make sure they don't step out of line because they know that if they do step out of line for just a quick moment, they can lose their role. The narcissist can certainly choose another golden child for a minute and switch it up as soon as they'd like, making sure that this family dysfunctional system is staying strong. So the, 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 the other siblings are fighting with each other to become the, the, the golden child. The golden child is torturing himself or herself to make sure that they sustain and maintain this level of, of perfection. And then ultimately it creates this dynamic where everybody's pitted against each other trying to vie for this narcissistic attention and love, which, uh, which again, for, serves as a form of narcissistic supply as absolutely disturbing as that sounds. So I want to thank you for listening, and I hope this resonates with you. If you have been suffering from narcissistic abuse, if you have family members who you haven't talked to for 10, 15 years because you feel like they slighted you, take a second look uh, and try to see perhaps you have been a victim of a family unit that has been corrupted and that has been designed to actually create this chaos and hate each other and, dis- and, uh, and compete against each other in order to uh, serve and please the narcissistic parent. That being said, if you decide that you want to reconcile, it is imperative to understand that if you try to reconcile with other family members before they are aware of the damage of narcissistic parents, they will continue to harbor those resentments and that, those projections. So it's not as simple as just reconciling within yourself. You want to be sure that those who are your, you are making things okay with in the family unit are actually on the same page. Oftentimes, you need to just walk away because the, the deep hate, the frustration, the anger, the sadness from what has happened is too much. This is where you oftentimes need to go no contact with family of origin, family members, because those projections, the, 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 the pitted, being pitted against each other, the, the fights, the, the disconnects are too strong and ultimately it could actually drag you down into mental dis-ease. So like I said, thank you so much for listening. I hope this resonated with you. Please do like and share this podcast if you know anybody struggling from recover, to recover from narcissistic abuse, having a narcissistic family. Uh, I do offer a free 15-minute consultation, uh, which um, I offer. You can be, I can be reached at YITZ, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. Uh, in addition, uh, I offer a free, 15, a free PDF, I'm sorry, uh, of Dr. Judy Rosenberg's book, Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect. Uh, this book can be purchased on Amazon as well. It's a wonderful book that goes through the mind map therapy system that I work with to help people identify their childhood wounds, past relationship wounds, and shift into a healthy perspective, a healthy psyche, a healthy sense of self so you can manifest, create, attract, and be attracted to healthier and more dis- more functional family systems and family relationships and relationships with others. So all the best. Until next time, thank you for listening.